welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. An organization's values are its unifying principles. They shape the goals and the vision and set the framework for how the business and its employees will behave. But equally important and sometimes overlooked is how they unite a group of people with diverse backgrounds and skill sets to work together as a team to achieve shared success. Here today to talk about how corporate values shape the culture and define leadership and talent management strategy is a good friend of mine, Todd Shaw, who's the Global Chief Human Resources Officer for Verifone in California. Hi, Todd. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Matt. Great to be here. Now, Todd and I first got to know each other probably about seven years ago, I'm tipping, uh, when Todd was on assignment in, uh, in Hong Kong. Have I, have I got that right? About seven years ago, Todd? That was probably about when we first uh, started our project deal to to uh, build my team. Yes, uh, I started uh, working for Bank of America in Hong Kong at the end of 2006 and was there until the middle of 2010. So it's always good to um, to hear about uh, one background. So take us through your HR career from, from, from the start and where you're at at the moment. Well, the, the quick summary would be that I, ha- I have spent my entire career in HR uh, despite my formal education, which was different than that, but got into the profession after graduate school. I have um, worked in a few different industries, but probably a theme around uh, technology and service businesses. And I've played a lot of different types of roles in HR, primarily uh, business unit, HR leadership jobs, a lot of work in talent acquisition, a lot of work in leadership development and organization development. And uh, I've just been here at Verifone as the head of HR for about a year. And tell us more about uh, Verifone. Yeah, Verifone's a, a fascinating company. First, for anybody that doesn't know the payments arena, it's a, it's a fascinating ecosystem. There's, there's an amazing amount of things that happen behind the scenes when you put your credit card into uh, to the machine to pay for something. It's also an industry that is going through dramatic change. Uh, the whole who the players are and, and how they work together has, has probably changed more in the last five years or so in a lot of countries than it did in the previous 30. It's, it's just a really dramatic time of change. And Verifone has an interesting position in that ecosystem for over 30 years, we've been involved all over the world in helping merchants accept payments at the point of sale. And uh, a lot of consumers, after you talk to them about Verifone, they, they, they realize, oh, yeah, I've seen your, your devices. Uh, I've put my credit card in them at the store. And we have about 28 million of those payment devices all over the world. And uh, in addition to that basic acceptance of payments of, of credit and debit for merchants, we provide a lot of other uh, payment services. And we're also, as part of the next chapter of our strategy, we're expanding into doing a lot of other things for merchants to help them uh, generate more revenue. So recently you wrote a blog post um, about Verifone's uh, value system. Talk us through... Um, what you talked about in that um, in, in that blog post, and a little bit more about the value system. Sure, uh, Matt. So it's it's, it's very interesting. Um, 
Paul Gallant, uh, my boss, our CEO, he's been with the company coming up on two years. So he started a few months before I did. And one of the early things that Paul recognized was the culture of the organization wasn't really what it needed to be to support the, the strategy of the business in the future. And so it was one of the, the first things we talked about literally in my first conversation with Paul when I first met him. It was a, a topic of our conversation. And and he had, uh, had gotten out ahead of that a little bit by talking about the need to have a, a great distinctive culture as part of the success of the business, but I think was anxious to get the person into my seat to help him make that come alive. And so that was one of the the first things that I did start working on was how how are we going to shape the culture of the company to be what we wanted it to be. And did a lot of diagnostic work, did a lot of the things you would expect us to do, and landed on uh, several things that, that we wanted to do to shape the culture. Some of that work was in uh, how we use performance management. Some of it is in leadership expectations. But definitely a big part of it was making a statement about what we wanted the value system of the company to be. And so we set about to do that. And um, and it was it was a really interesting experience. The the leadership team of the company really came together very very quickly around what they wanted those values to be. Uh, so that ha that all happened very very quickly. And now as as we speak today, I, I consider us to be very much in the in the early phases of trying to make it come alive. Sort of a an education and awareness. Uh, phase of, of that journey. And how has defining your value system, uh, Todd, affected your leadership strategy, do you think? Well, Matt, it's, it's all intertwined. I suppose the most practical way I could describe it, I, I could describe it in a couple of ways. One is, I've, I mentioned we did some work on leadership, so in conjunction with defining the values that, that we wanted to have in our company, we created a leadership model, what you know, people in the HR profession might call a competency model. We created a leadership model, and if you looked at the, the leadership model and values side by side, you'd see a lot of overlap, and that was purposeful, in that we wanted our expectations of, of our leaders to be very driven by uh, those core values that we have. And so you'd see those two things fitting together really nicely. And then we take both the, the value system and those leadership expectations and we're in the process of building those into everything about how we acquire talent and manage talent and develop talent. Um, practical examples of that would be we, um, in, in our management incentive plan, there's a uh, there's there's some parts that are formulaic based on the financial results of the company, but there's a discretionary component, and we specify that your leadership and your demonstration of the values is a big determining factor of whether or not 
uh, we want to award any of that discretionary component. We uh, we are building that the, the values in particular into any of our recognition programs. So, like a lot of companies, we have recognition programs for great sales performance, and in those programs, the um, the, the values are specified as something that people have to demonstrate, and, and the nominations for the special awards in those programs have to include a description of how those values have been demonstrated. So those are just a couple of examples. If we had more time, I could give you more, but those are, those are the ways that we take the values and the leadership expectations, and, and we build them in in, in very tangible ways into um, how we manage people and develop people. And so, you know, this this, this sort of re redesigning of your um, performance management process, I guess that you're that you're you're going through. How how far into that are you, and 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 what is left to be done? You know, we've taken the first couple of steps, and and this is another thing that Paul started before I arrived. To be clear, Paul is. Uh, very, uh, very good at setting very clear goals for the company, and then and then making sure that those goals are um, well documented and are uh, connected down the ranks, so to speak, to um, all of the employees, so that people feel like they understand how they connect to the broader goals of the company and where their work fits in. And so we've already taken those steps to make those connections in the goal setting aspects of performance management. The next big step for us is really a, a clean sheet of paper redesign of, of everything else. And our conversation is, is a little early in that where we, we have our conceptual design done, but um, we're, we're literally just right now going through the discussions internally to to finalize that and getting getting ready to uh, put something in place for our next fiscal year. So, what advice uh, would you give to other global HR leaders um, going through a you know a transformation, if you like, um, like like you guys are going through, um, re-engineering a performance management process, defining a value system? Wow, that's a that's a broad question, and of, of course, it depends so much on the the business circumstances, you know, on, on that point, if I connect your question back to your previous brief question about performance management, one, one thing that has been a guiding principle, I suppose, of our redesign of that is to make sure it's fit for purpose with our business. And there's a lot of a lot of conversation uh, in the, the business press and amongst CEOs and heads of HR and, and other leaders about performance management and a lot of uh, experimentation these days and a lot of things that are very popular. But we, while, while we did our, our fair amount of, of looking at what other companies are doing, what was really important to us was to make sure that what we did was fit for purpose here. 
And so perhaps that's a theme if, if I try to answer your very broad question that you know, doing what makes sense uh, to enable accomplishing the strategy of your company, very similar with our, uh, our value system and our leadership model, we custom designed those based on what was important to us and, and what we saw as important to enable the success of the company. We didn't pull anything off the shelf and we didn't set the stage a whole lot about values or leadership model uh, other than to give people some definitions to start with about, about what it was and how we would use it. But uh, we just built it to work for us. Thanks, Todd. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, how um, the journey goes around um, you know, defining, defining those values and, and integrating them uh, with the organization strategy. Just to finish off, and it sort of harks back to your um, assignment in Asia, certainly a trend we're seeing um, around the world is you know, more CHROs and global leaders uh, coming from backgrounds which have actually involved some sort of international experience. So seven, seven or eight years on from your um, assignment experience in the Asia-Pacific uh, region, how do you think you've leveraged this experience in, in, in career? And I guess what are your recommendations for others um, considering their careers and international experience? Well, I, I think it's hugely valuable and important to do anything like I'm doing or like a lot of other people have to do these days who, who work in very global companies. In, in a way, it's, it's hard to describe it in a precise way other than to say that experience was probably one of the um, most, the, one of the experiences that had the most effect on my growth and development in my whole career. And one of those experiences that really changed my perspective a great deal on a lot of things. And I, I do think you have to have been through that outside of your home country and ideally touched as, as, as much of the world as you can before you come into a leadership job at a company like Verifone. And, and again, to use the company context being important, it's important to know that our company has employees in 40 countries around the world we sell into many more than that. Uh, uh, well over 60% of our revenue is from outside of, of the U.S., outside of our home country. It's spread all over the world. Uh, a lot of our clients are multinational banks or retailers. So to understand our, our business, understand our market, it's important to have that perspective and it's important to be able to, to interact with people from a wide variety of cultures in order to be effective in the job. And I certainly don't claim to be great at that, but I think I'm better at it than I would have been if I had not had that assignment uh, living outside of my home country. And we even, you know, back to your questions about our, our leadership model um, and our values, we, we talk in both of those things about the need both to leverage the power of our global organization for our clients, but also to understand how to, to apply uh, our expertise locally very effectively 
and also how to work together across the world to get things done for our clients. It's it's right there in in our values and our leadership model. So I I could probably talk a, a lot about the subject, but uh, there's no doubt it's very important, and I encourage other people to seek out that experience. I would I would happily do it again myself, and I encourage my kids who were, were young when we were in Hong Kong to uh, continue to travel, continue to learn about other cultures, and uh, and seek out that that kind of experience uh, earlier in their career than I did. And that was Todd Shaw, Global Chief Human Resource Officer for Verifone, talking about how corporate values shape the culture and define leadership and talent management strategy, as well as reflecting on his own personal experience of an international assignment. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.